0: Hey, Welcome back We are so glad to have you here with us again For another Thursday night Bible study With Heritage of the Saints Ministry This week's lesson will be facilitated by none other than The prayer warrior herself, Minister Marion. Last week, we were anchored at the cross This week, as we wrap up our first 12-week sessions we will be wrapping our third life principle the immovability of god's word in the time of storm with being anchored in prayer anchoring yourself in prayer stabilizes the mind no longer allowing double-mindedness in every wind of doctrine to toss you to and fro like any vessel on the water particularly big vessels More than one anchor is sometimes needed to stabilize yourself. In this life, we're stabilizing ourselves in heaven to endure the storms, the trials, the tribulations that life may throw at us. We are spiritual vessels. We have previously in the prior three weeks drawn up to heaven Three of our four imperative anchors for walking with Christ. This week, the spiritual anchor of prayer, praying the word, kneels us on high. Being anchored in prayer is wrapping faith simultaneously around all our previously discussed anchors of the word of God, the garment of the blood of Jesus, and the power of the cross. It is imperative that we are anchored in prayer, which is our two-way conversation with God, which shows our submission, dependency, and trust in God, because even on the water like a ship, the ship must maintain communication contact with land. Why? Because land may have incoming information regarding the storm, how to maneuver, and and all praises when the storm is about to pass you by. Even so, in a safe harbor, a ship can drift, hit something, or sink. So we always need our anchors. Being anchored in heaven through prayer allows us to maintain that communication that only God can give us regarding stabilizing ourselves with praying the word and not just any word but God will give you the word pertinent for your situation and God will also give you the information you need just to hang in there and endure because the storm's about to pass you by so go ahead and get your notebooks we'll spend some time in Romans 15 verses 4 through 13 I guarantee you, this lesson here will surely bless you. So let's get started. Classes in session.
1: Eternal God, our Father, first of all, we come to say thank you, God, for this thing that you've given up to us. We honor you today. We bless, praise, and thank you. And because of who you are, we give you glory. Now, Father, we come asking you, oh God, to be the center of this study tonight. we're, We're bringing ourselves for this sex segment now. We're closing out. So let us do it, God, to the glory of you. Let your glory fill this place tonight, God. Let your glory move in the hearts of those that show up and let, oh God, uh, 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 Minister Marion, God, when she ministers on the importance of the word, let us receive it, God, because it's so important to pray and live by the word. Give us, oh God, what we need to be full tonight, that when we come back in the eight weeks that we come back, we are ready to run. So we thank you, God, for uh, Minister Marion. We pray, We thank you, oh God, for Apostle. Uh, Harper, we thank you, oh God, for everyone that will show up to be a participant tonight. We know that this can only go forth if you do it. So let your anointing flow through this uh, Bible study tonight. And we pray, oh God, that all of those, God, who receive tonight, that they'll take what they receive out to others, that we can begin to spread the word. Because it's only through the word that everything will begin to change in people's lives. In Jesus' name
0: we pray and thank you. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys again this evening for another session of Thursday Night Bible Study with Heritage of the Saints Ministry. This will be the last session of our 12 weeks, um, and we are rounding this one out. For Life Principle 3, God's word is an immovable anchor in the time of storm. Tonight, we will be working around being anchored in prayer. Prayer is like phoning home. Prayer develops you in your need to talk to the one that knows all and can do the impossible and perfectly loves you. I mean, we call home to moms and dads, maybe even grandmothers and grandfathers, aunts and uncles, cousins, sisters and brothers. Because as children, as individuals part of a family, if raised in such environments of love, our parents, our family, they stick by us and pick us up when we fall. Some even get the paperwork together and come down to the courthouse or jail to bail you out when you have traveled down the wrong path. So how much better is our heavenly father, Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Prayer will provide you with the stability and durability anchored in the word anchored in the blood and anchored at the cross, needed to withstand the storms in life. Woven together in agreement with what Jesus has already accomplished at the cross, where the power lies, we are able to harness the power as partakers to mark our lives as more than conquerors. God the Father loves us. Jesus loves us. The Holy Spirit loves us. He loves you. He loves me. And this I know for the Bible tells me so. God loves us so much so that he gave his only begotten son to provide us with salvation, eternal life, and access to God through prayer. In Matthew 7, 7 through 12, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. For what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in, who is in heaven give you good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets anchoring yourself in prayer stabilizes the mind no longer allowing double mindedness and every wind of doctrine fake truths or as we call it fake news to drive you in a direction contrary to god's word in luke 11 17 And I'm going to read this out of, again, the New King James. Luke eleven seventeen 17 through 23. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And the house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say I cast out demons by Beelzebub, And if I cast out demons by Bezebub, by whom do you, do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Jesus had to maintain stability of mind to accomplish defeating sin in his flesh so that we could be set free the mind is flesh but linked with christ the spirit the spirit and mind of the spirit who can stand against you like big vessels on the water more than one anchor is needed to stabilize it on the water cruise ships are one such vessel they have two the ones that battle on the water, battleships, might need the most stability in turbulent waters in times of war. We ourselves are spiritual vessels. We have, across the last three weeks, drawn up three of four imperative anchors for walking with Christ. Tonight, our fourth anchor for immovability in the times of storm, the spiritual anchor of prayer, praying the word will kneel you on high, setting itself in the heavenly realm, right at the feet of Jesus, who rests in a seated position at the right hand of the Father. There is no servant of the Lord better qualified to bring us into our last segment of Life Principle 3. God's word is an immovable anchor in the time of storm. She knows the word and prays the word, a powerful force in God's kingdom. When I asked God to increase my prayers, he sent me this prayer warrior, nourishing my atmosphere for my walk with God. I don't let everyone pray for me. Now I get to sit here and take notes. Minister Marion, if you will do us this honor, anchored in prayer.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Harper and Elder Castor. Thank you. Um, tonight. We are doing Anchored in Prayer. And I would like for this uh, lesson tonight to be interactive and uh, have audience participation. I want you to answer questions. Uh, There are no right or wrong answers. And so before we begin, I'd just like to to pray. Lord, I thank you and praise you for this opportunity to be used as your vessel. Lord, speak through me. I surrender all to you. Lord, think through my mind. Speak through my vocal cords. Anoint the hearing of your children now, Lord God. I thank you in advance, Lord that their hearts are fertile ground for the seed of your word to take root and be deeply rooted, Lord God, to produce fruit, good fruit, much fruit, and everlasting fruit. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Minister now in Jesus' name amen amen okay the god's word is an immovable anchor in the times of storm okay so first of all god is i am he's not i was he's not i will be he is i am whatever you need in and at all times and this makes me think about this old um I don't know if you call it a negro spiritual but this song he's a battle axe in the time of the battle he's a battle axe in the time of the battle, he's a battle axe. In the time of the battle, a shelter in the time of the storm. I don't know if any of you remember that song, it goes way back. I might be uh, 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 dating myself, but that song reminds me of who God is. He's a battle ax in the time of battle. He's a shelter in the time of storm. He is, I am. And therefore his word, though he spoke it before the world ever began or we ever came to be upon this earth, it is present today. It is powerful Today, it is accurate today, it is applicable today, right now. So, I want us to remember that God's word is our anchor in the time of storm. Okay, now, our anchor scripture is found in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 through 20. And I'm gonna read this to you from the amplified version. It says, accordingly, God also where well, I want to wait. Does this is everybody there? You say amen if you're there. Amen. Amen. Elder Castor you it. Amen. amen Junie. thank you amen amen all right and i did let you know i remember amen Things amen amen he's whatever we need him to be god said i am and i go with you so hebrews 6 17 through 20 our anchor scripture says accordingly God also in his desire to show more convincingly and beyond doubt to those who were to inherit the promise, the unchangeableness of his purpose and plan intervened, mediated with an oath. This was so that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God ever to prove false or deceive us. We who have fled to him for refuge might have mighty indwelling strength and strong encouragement to grasp and hold fast the hope appointed for us and set before us. Now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it. A hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil where Jesus has entered in for us in advance, a forerunner, having become a high priest forever after the order with the rank of Melchizedek. This is our anchor scripture. Our hope is in God, in Jesus, his word, and it is an immovable anchor, a steadfast anchor. It can't be moved, and it will not break down under whomever steps out upon it. Okay. So now an anchor. Why do we need an anchor? Well, an anchor is attached to a boat or ship and then it's dropped in the water to keep it from drifting in the wind and the current. The anchor is needed to safely help the ship safely ride out the storm to help it stay on course and to avoid rocks and nearby reefs. Now check this out. Even in a safe harbor, the ship can drift, hit something and sink. So we need our anchor, even in safe times. We can drift away from God, hit something, sink. So we need our anchor, especially in the time of storm, when the rains are pouring, the thunder, the lightning, the storm, the winds, to keep us anchored from drifting from the possibility of sinking, from hitting rocks, from being hurt and torn apart. So the anchor, our anchor is very important. Our anchor is the word. And that word brings us hope, peace. It grows and increases our faith, love, God's presence and victory okay we have isaiah 43 hebrews 619 isaiah 41 13 romans 15 4. okay um let's take a look at romans fifteen four. Would someone uh, like to
0: read that for us, please? I have it in the Amplified. Okay. For whatever was thus written in former days was written for our instruction, that by our steadfast and patient endurance and the encouragement drawn from the scriptures, we might hold fast to and cherish hope. Amen.
1: We might hold fast to and cherish hope. It's for our instruction so that we can endure and continue to be encouraged from the scriptures, the word. Okay, look at verse 13. May the God of our hope so fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith. The storms are our experiences, our opportunities to experience God in faith and believing Him. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with. What? Hope. And this leads me to another song. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Christ, our hope and glory. The word is our solid rock that cannot fail. All of the ground is sinking sand. Now, without God's word, we drift along, being tossed to and fro in the storm, excuse me, water getting into the boat, exposing us to the possibility of sinking. Psalms 125.1 says unto you, O Lord, do I bring my life. Oh my God. Verse two, I trust, lean on, rely on, and am confident in you. Let me not be put to shame or my hope in you be disappointed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. There are many, many, many storms in life today. I'm sorry, that was Psalms 25, verse one and two. Many, many storms and trials in life today. And 125, Psalm 125, one says, those who trust in, lean on, and confidently hope in the Lord, are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides and stands forever. So we must learn to trust, lean on, and confidently hope in the Lord, in his word. And how do we do that? Through prayer, through prayer what is prayer prayer is just a two-way remember two-way conversation with god we speak to him as as um, apostle glow said earlier it's like phoning home you're talking to god your father it requires a relationship of us Because like the example she gave, if you're in jail, you can't just call anybody and say, can you come bail me out? You're gonna call someone you have a relationship with that you know loves you, cares about you, and would come to rescue you, to help you. So, Prayer is just a two-way conversation with God. We don't just go and talk 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 talk, "Dear God, help me, can you do this? Can you do that?" and then amen and we walk away. No, it's two-way conversation. We speak, we listen. God speaks. Isn't it awesome to think that God, the creator of the universe, listens to us? Well, he does. Prayer shows our number one, submission to God. You have to be submitted to even say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek my father. I'm going to talk to him. So it shows our submission to God, our dependency upon him, and I trust in him. Hebrews three, eighteen and nineteen. Let's look at that scripture. The Hebrews three, fourteen and ten through thirteen. Would someone uh, like to read Hebrews 3 18 and 19? Hebrews 3 18 and 19. Yes. Oh, am I still? Oh, I'm on mute. Okay. Hebrews 3:18 and 19, and it reads, um, and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? 19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Okay. It says they could not enter into God's rest. God has a rest for us. A place that we can just rest in him no matter what the storm is going on around us. But because of unbelief, our ancestors, they could not enter in. So that's why it's important for us in prayer that we depend on him, we trust him. We're showing him, God, I'm submitted to you. I believe you. So we can enter into that rest. And then thir- 13, Hebrews was 314, I'm sorry. It says, for we have become fellows with Christ, the Messiah, and share in all he has for us. If only we hold our first newborn confidence and original assured expectation in virtue of which we are believers, firm and unshaken to the end. And it goes on back up to 10 and so I was provoked displeased and sorely agreed with that generation and said they always err and are led astray in their hearts and they have not perceived or recognized my ways and become progressively better and more experimentally and intimately acquainted with them according I swore my wrath and indignation they shall not enter into my rest Therefore, beware, brethren, take care, lest there be in any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart, which refuses to cleave to, trust in, and rely on him, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God, but instead warn, admonish, urge, and encourage one another every day. As long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened into settled rebellion by the deceitfulness of sin, by the fraudulence, the stratagem, the trickery, which the delusive glamour of his sin may play on him. For we have become fellow with Christ the Messiah. And it's by faith. So when we pray, we are showing Ourselves submitted to God, depending on him and trusting in him. And we had to believe, believe. That's all he asked us to do is to believe. So prayer anchors our souls from drifting. And our only labor, remember our only labor is to enter, labor to enter into that rest that he promises now Hebrews 6 18 and 19 we anchor our souls in the word the hope we have in Christ is a wonderful is our wonderful anchor scripture and when we pray okay we discover what we're to do, we're to pray. How do we pray? We pray to, to we pray the word to anchor ourselves in the scripture. Okay. Praying the word anchors our souls. Let's look at Hebrew 10, 23. And that, again, is where our hope lies. Our hope is in in God's word. And God is faithful to his word. He put his word above his name. Because he could swear by none other. So he swore by himself. He will never, ever, ever. He's not a man that he would lie. So his word is true. We can count on it. He's faithful to his word. So you can take a look, look at Hebrews 10, 23. Now the word anchors our souls it, by transforming our minds. Apostle Glow spoke about our minds being the flesh and our flesh has to be transformed. So the word transforms our minds. There are many, many, many anchoring prayers in the Bible. OK, our minds get transformed and renewed by hearing us, hearing the word. So we've got to speak, speak, speak the word aloud so that not only our physical ears hear, but our spiritual ears hear the word and builds faith in our hearts. And that faith is what pleases God. As we just saw, you enter in by faith, enter into that rest in him by faith, okay? Paul prayed anchoring prayers in Ephesians 1, 1 through 23. Let's look at that. Look at one of of Paul's prayers. There are many, many, many anchored prayers in the Bible. If you read Ephesians 1, 1 through 23, that's one of Paul's prayers. David, the Psalms, you can pray the Psalms. You see David uh, uh, did praise and adoration. He cried out to God. uh, uh, All types of anchoring prayers in the Psalms. You can pray the Psalms. Of course, Jesus prayed when he uh, called Lazarus out to be resurrected, he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. Okay, so we want to know, okay, we got what prayer is. What we need to pray is the word. When can we pray? Any time at all times. We know that how we have to pray is in faith, believing. You can pray anywhere and the reason we want to pray is because it's powerful. It helps us to to meditate on God's word and stay focused and anchored, especially during the time of storm. David prayed in 1 Chronicles 17, 10, 20, 24, 26 through 27. 1 Chronicles 29, 9 through 13 and 14, 2 Corinthians 10 and 3, 2 Chronicles 18, 31, Jehoshaphat cried out and the Lord helped him and God moved them to depart from him. So we can cry out to God, speak his word to him. Jehoshaphat placed that, that letter that the enemy sent And what the enemy was saying before God said, God, we don't know what to do, but we know you know what to do. So we get in the word because God knows it's, it's all, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's in the word. So search out the scriptures, read it and pray it. Okay. We can look at Isaiah 30 And to show you how to pray the scriptures you make it personal because it's a personal relationship between you and God it's personal take the scripture Isaiah 30 15 Okay. And in the amplified, it says, For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning to me and resting in me, you shall be saved. And quietness and in trusting confidence shall be your strength. And I pray this this way. I just say, Lord God, you are the Holy One of Israel. In returning to you and resting in you. I am saved. Lord, you said that in quietness and in trusting confidence, I shall be strengthened. So I come to you, God. This is what you said. And you can repeat the scripture to him in Isaiah 30, 15. Okay? Or you can turn over to verse 18. And therefore, the Lord earnestly waits expecting, looking, and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore, he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is the God of justice, blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied are all those who earnestly wait for him, who expect and look and long for him, for his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, and his matchless unbroken companionship. And I'm going to give you an example. Pray that script is, Lord, I earnestly wait for you. I thank you for looking, expecting, and longing to be gracious to me. Thank you, God, that you lift yourself up and you have mercy on me and show loving kindness to me. Lord, I thank you for you are a God of justice. I thank you, Lord, that I am blessed. I am happy. I am fortunate. I am to be envied because I earnestly wait for you. I expect and look for and long for you, Lord, for your victory, for your favor. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace, your joy. Thank you for your matchless, unbroken companionship. Therefore, I know you're with me, God. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. So you see how we, we pray the word that anchors our soul in God, in his peace, in his love, in his presence. So speak the word out loud so your ears can hear the ears of your heart, the ears of your spirit can hear the word of God and be transformed. Isaiah 62:6. Six, prayer puts God in remembrance of his promises. Isaiah 62.6 says, I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, who will never hold their peace day or night. You who are his servants, and by your prayers, put the Lord in remembrance of his promises. Keep not silence." So, God wants us to put him in remembrance of his promises. We have promises that he's given us as children. We can speak to our father. Okay. The word will stand forever. And that scripture is Isaiah 40, verse 8. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 40. Let's look at verse 28 through 31. Can someone read that please? Isaiah 40, verse
0: 28
1: through 31. Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Yes. I, I want you to read it and then I want you to
0: pray it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, let me see. I have an Amplified. So it says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth does not faint or grow weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and weary and to whom he has no might. He increases strength, causing it to multiply and making it to abound. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and selected young men shall feebly stumble and fall exhausted. Are we doing, we're doing through 30 or 31? 31. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God, as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Now praying that. Father, your word says that you are the everlasting God. The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, who does not grow faint or weary. I believe you. In your word, I believe this about you. You give power to the faint and weary. And Lord, right now, I am both faint and weary. But your word says that you increase him who has no might with strength. So, Father, I'm asking in your son Jesus' name, increase, multiply, make it abound the strength that you know I need that is required for this path that I am walking. Though I am a youth, I am not exempt for being faint or being weary. Keep me from feebly stumbling or falling into exhaustion. Lord, I will wait on you. I'm looking for you. I'm expecting and hoping For you to change and renew my strength and power. Lift me up. Lift me up with wings and mount me up close to God. Mount me up like an eagle up to the sun. Let me run and not be weary, O Lord. And let me walk and not faint or become tired. I believe it is so and so shall it be. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Amen. So you see how that is done? You search out the scriptures. You can pray any scripture to God, any of his promises to us. He promised in this scripture that those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. So you just pray God's scripture back to him. God, you said... And like she said, I'm, I'm faint, I'm weak right now. But I know in your word, this is what you promised. I thank you for m- mounting me up like an eagle. Close to you, Lord God, giving me strength. So pray the word. Now, now there's a scripture, um, Ephesians chapter one starting at verse 16. This is what uh, Paul prayed. This is one of Paul's prayers. And you can pray the same thing. Any of any of the scriptures, you insert your name in there. You put I in there. Or you when you pray for others, insert their name in there. When you're interceding, you're praying health, healing for someone, put their name in the scripture and pray that to God. Thank you, God, for you have promised healing for our bodies. You said that Jesus bore all of our sicknesses and diseases. So I thank you. That includes this COVID, this cancer, this whatever it is. Your word says, and you promised this God. So I thank you. I believe it and I receive it. So I want you to, to be thinking of your favorite scripture and we're gonna come back and, and if anyone, whoever would like to give you an opportunity to pray your scripture. But I wanted to also talk about our tongue. We have to speak the word, For Dane talks about our tongue being a ready rudder. And the rudder is the part of the ship that guides it and tells it where to go It focuses it on its goal or destination. As James, you can see James 3, 1 through 11, James 3, 4 through 14. And hope is that anchor of our souls. Everyone needs hope, especially in these times. Young, the old, the strong, the weak, the rich, the poor. We all need hope to anchor our souls in these storms of life. Jesus keeps us in the midst of these storms. He is the one is able to keep us steadfast and unmovable in spite of all of these storms and the tides of life. Remember our anchor scripture, Hebrews six nineteen. And when a boat is in open water away from a dock, nothing can keep it in place but an anchor. The anchor keeps the boat from drifting off in any direction. Likewise, a spiritual anchor, our word, Jesus Christ, is something that helps keep us grounded, connected to what matters most, unable to cope with the challenges that life brings. The word, our spiritual anchor, keeps us focused. Okay. You can also see Psalms 5, 1 through 3, Philippians 4, 6, 1 Peter 5, 7, and 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, to see how prayer anchors us in difficult times. Especially through this season of global and ecclesiological crisis, prayer is an important anchor okay so in keeping with us being anchored we're anchored in prayer we're being safe we're being tethered unmovable and ultimately prayer is our connection and our lifeline to god we pray to let god change our hearts so did you did you think about um, your, your favorite scripture? And I'm going to hurry. We're running out of time. The most important key that I want you to remember is that prayer is talking to God. But you must have a relationship with him as a child of God and a joint heir to the kingdom with Jesus Christ. Because we're his children and we're joint heirs, we can ask whatever we wish and it will be given to us. If we're praying the word, it's building our faith, we're hearing it, and it's about our relationship. We must have the Holy Spirit who is our teacher. Jesus went away, but he didn't leave us alone. He sent the Holy Spirit to teach us, to guide us. And key importance, remember, we must ask in faith. There's a difference in in, uh, continuing to ask and ask over and over and over again. Think about, there's a difference in asking in faith. You can still ask, oh, but there's a way to do it. Think about you as a parent or even asking your parent for something. There's a huge difference in asking in faith, believing and thanking God for the answer. And just asking and asking and asking over and over and over again with unbelief because you don't believe it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And the parent admires your faith and your appreciation. Say, for instance, you ask a parent for a bike, the difference in your parent saying, Yes, I'll get you a bike, and, and then you turning around and continuing to ask, ask, ask for the bike out of unbelief versus in faith asking and asking and asking, you going to get my bike? You going to get my bike over and over and over and over and over again versus in faith. Since your parent says, yes, they're going to get you the bike. You believe you already received the bike and you start thanking them for the bike. Oh, thank you, mom and dad, I'm going to get a new bike. I'm looking forward to riding my bike with my friends and taking it with us when we go camping and on vacation. And I can even go to the store for you. I'm so grateful, thank you. You see the difference? We don't have to beg God. He's given us his promises. He is the only one who can make good on every promise that he's made. He is willing and he is able and he has the ability to to make good on every promise, whereas a brother and sister might not be able to keep their promises to us. So let's get in God's word and speak his promises aloud so that our ears, both physical and spiritual ears hear and our faith is built up and we can petition the father and receive the gifts, the inheritance, and the promises he has for us. Thank you for allowing me to share this evening. Amen. Thank you. I have a a question. Well, I wouldn't say a question, but more like a testimony. Um, Just hearing her uh, just talk about just faith and just
0: always asking and asking, I'm guilty of that. A lot of times I feel like my prayer isn't being answered, or if I'm believing God for something, and I was talking to my mom about it the other day, it's like when you don't see the fruitation coming, you start getting discouraged. And like you said, it's almost like a kid that keeps asking the parent and reminding the parent, don't forget, you say just gonna buy me a bicycle, you're gonna buy. and you keep thinking, the more and more you keep asking, and the more and more you keep on praying about it, you think that's gonna make your chances of it coming true, almost like wishing,
1: i i um was going to uh pray my um prayer on proverbs three five and six but uh and I noticed you said about pray it out loud a lot of times when I pray, I might not pray it out loud so I will try that one but there, there I don't know I'm trying to think of where the scripture is where the lady kept coming to the unjust judge mm-hmm and finally, he said, "Let me give this lady this, because so she came so many times. So sometimes there might be a time that you that you come that 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 you know God to just give it to you. It's not really saying that you're. I guess you can. You're not really saying that you don't believe, but you're just anxiously trying to get it. And we have to always think of God's timing." you know, and there was another question that was, oh, it says too, uh, and this might be uh, uh, something that you might have to answer later, I don't know, but anyway, you know, there are times that uh, a person, they say about a person who's not saved, God does hear a sinner's prayer too, I don't want to get too far into this, so if a person is coming and they're not saved, Do you feel God hears their prayer too? Yes, God hears their prayer. But it's by your faith. Faith is what pleases God. Faith is how we receive from God. We receive it all by faith, by his grace. It's his grace, but it's by faith. So Yes. An unsaved person. That's how we get saved. That's how we all got saved. Yeah. We, 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 we weren't looking for God. We didn't believe in God, but by faith in, 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 in repenting and praying to God and asking him to be our savior. We received what he promised us. We received the answer by faith. Yeah. So now look at, the scripture about the woman who went to the unjust ruler. She had to keep begging and begging and begging. Yes, the Bible says for us to keep on praying, keep on knocking, you'll get an answer. The door will be opened. However, the way that you don't you don't have to continue repeat. you can you can uh bring it up to God. I thank you that I know you heard my yeah. prayer. Right. I know you've answered, so I thank you. It says when we pray, believe that we have received and we shall receive it. Believe it. Believe these are promises. He's 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 his word. There are promises for us. It's already, he's waiting. It's waiting for us to receive. Faith takes what grace has already provided. Yeah, I was thinking about, too, and in, in doing that prayer, uh, you you can come and say, God, you know, I know that, that uh, you said be anxious for nothing, but in supplication and prayer with thanksgiving, I come with you with thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I don't want to constantly repeat it to you. I'm just coming to say thank you for doing it. Is that something like you probably could do, too? I mean, you are coming. Yes. You believe that he's going to give it to you and you say, God, I believe that you're going to give it to me, but I'm just coming to say, thank you for doing it for me rather than coming back and say, Lord, I asked you to give me that certain thing. I'm coming back to ask you again that you don't really have to do. You come and, with Thanksgiving, right? Yes. And even if you do come back to him and say, God, I'm asking you again. Say, God, remember the man who said, help my unbelief. Unbelief, yeah. Help my unbelief. Help me to believe you, God. I believe you. I want to believe you. I want to trust you. God already knows our hearts. We just have to be honest with him. God, it's hard. It's hard, but you said it's not hard. Help me. Help me to believe. Open my eyes to see. And he helps us. Mm-hmm. He loves us. That's all he has for us: is his amazing love, his promises. Even when we when we don't believe, all he wants us to do is by faith believe him, trust him. And the, and and the reason you, you can't especially when, when you're in battle and you're fighting and you're, you're, you're um, um, this is with the enemy. And I just want to go back to, yes, you can pray in silence, but when you're battling something with the enemy, when you're battling speak it. Speak it. There's power. We were created in God's image, and He spoke the word, and it was so. He said, Let there be light. So speak His word, speak the prayer. And it's okay if you you have to say, God, I've done it. Help my unbelief, Lord. Help my unbelief. Help me. See, when, when, when we're weak, He is strong. In him, we become strong when we're weak. At our weakest point, he makes us strong. He becomes our strength. God, I just, I just lay it on you. I throw it on you. Help me, God, to believe you. Help me to see. I want to trust you, God. I want to believe. But I tell you what, God. I just put my will, whatever your will is, God. Your will, your will, because I know your will is good for me. So it's nothing wrong with, yeah. If you ask over and over and over, and you, you know, sometimes we we just don't have the faith for some things. And we just have to be honest God help my unbelief help my unbelief I don't know why i'm not i'm not right there with this right now, help me mature me I surrender it to you and God will show you. Now you said something about your tongue is a ready. It's a rudder it's like the rudder of the ship your tongue is the rudder. Yes. That's in in James. Let me find the scripture again. That's James James Mm 3. James 3. 1 through 11, 4 through 14. So James chapter 3. Okay. Yes. Our tongue is a ready rudder. The rudder is the part of the ship that guides it and tells it where to go. See, when we speak, our tongue tells us where to go. It guides us. If we're going to speak unbelief, speak negativity, speak evil, what what are we going to have? We're going to have what we say. So speak God's word. In doing that, you won't go wrong. Right. Because his word is what he said he will do, and he stands mm-hmm. by his word. So I appreciate that. Amen. Any other questions, comments, concerns? Anybody well, I was want to pray my scripture. I didn't do yes. that. Either. Yes. What is your scripture? Proverbs 3 5. I have a lot of them, but Proverbs 3 5 and 6 is what I used to. Be before all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got a lot of other ones, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not toward our own understanding. And in all of thy ways, if you acknowledge him, he shall direct our path. I go say, Heavenly Father, I come in no other way but the name of your Son, Jesus the Christ. I come, Father, weary and wounded, going through knowing. I don't have the strength to do it without you. But according to your word in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you said, if I trust you with all of my heart, and if I lean not toward my own understanding, I don't understand why this is going on. I, I can't figure it out. But you said, in all of my ways, if I acknowledge you, and I'm acknowledging thou art God, and there is no other but you, I'm acknowledging that it's in you and you alone that I live, move, and have I've My I acknowledge that you said you, if if I pray and if I come before you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, you said that you would hear me and that you will answer. You said that the voice of my cry, when you hear, you will answer. So I'm asking you, Father, to hear me, hear my cry, hear my supplications that are coming unto you. And you said, if I acknowledge you and I'm acknowledging that thou art God. Then you said you would direct my path. I need directions in this, Lord. I don't know what way to go with this. I don't know how to do it, but I need you to direct me. And you said in your word, if, 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 if in all of that ways that you would direct me, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for your direction. And in all things, Lord, I give thanks unto you. So I'm standing on your word and I'm trusting you because I don't know what to do. I'm acknowledging that I do not know what to do. But I am saying your word is true. And I am saying I believe what you said in your word. And I just give you your scripture back again because you told me, if I trust you with all of my heart, lean not toward my own understanding. I have always acknowledged that. And in all of my ways, everything that I do, I'm acknowledging you. Then I need direction in this path. I don't know what way to go. So I'm trusting you to do it for me. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Do you find the scripture and you find that promise? He said, in all your ways, acknowledge me and he will direct your path. That's your promise. That's the promise he gave you. So you pray that promise and thank him for that promise. That's right. Amen. Anyone else?
0: Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Miss Marion, Minister Marion. That was such an awesome, awesome lesson on what prayer is, when to pray, how to pray, and praying the word to bring God's promises back to his remembrance, amen thank you and so again thank you all for attending this last session as we round out our first 12 weeks of Thursday night Bible study with Heritage of the Saints Ministry Again, being anchored in prayer is wrapping faith simultaneously around all of our previously discussed anchors of the word of God, the garment of blood of Jesus Christ, and the power of his cross, and praying the word, representing God's word, having him remember his promises. God is talking to Ears that are inclined and intent on doing what he says, what he instructs, and what he commands. Isaiah 55, 3 and 11. His word will accomplish what he sends it forth to do in the earth as it did in Genesis 1, 24 through 26. In Genesis 1, 24 through 26. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds. Livestock, creeping things, and wild beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. This is in the Amplified. And God made the wild beasts of the earth according to their kinds and domestic animals according to their kinds and everything that creeps upon the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, fitting, pleasant, and he approved it. Verse 26, God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete Authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all of the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. By hearkening to the word, the voice, the vision of God, laid down in scripture, but also freshly delivered to us as daily bread, heavenly monad, a fresh word. This is what Matthew 4.4 4 is talking about, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth, which means God is talking and continuously speaking, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I am convinced you can become a house undivided, one built on the rock of our salvation and not sand. One that will endure because the builder has carefully built it up on sound doctrine and the truth. The storms of life and the one that can begin undoing the works of the enemy in your life is the word. The word will undo the works of the enemy in your life, in your family, in our communities, in our states, in our nations and spread across the world And even better, as a unified church, we can destroy the kingdom of darkness surrounding us. The strong man can only be robbed if he lets the enemy in. We are no longer being robbed of the peace, the joy and the abundance Christ has so sufficiently and abundantly provided us through his great unmerited sacrifice on the cross so when you pray remember jesus's words be of good cheer for i have already overcome the world keep tiring being persistent and consistent touching the hem of his garment your faith moves god and his power keep asking keep seeking Keep knocking, be persistent and consistent. Not just when times are bad, but also when they are good and okay. Or whenever something is troubling to your heart and your sight, because this is what the enemy does. He tries to trouble you by your eyesight. He tries to trouble you in your mind, in your heart. Whether you're at work, at school, making decisions, or you just want to talk, God is always there to listen. A quote by Bill Bright says, the sermon of your life in tough times ministers to people more powerfully than the most eloquent speaker. There are some sermons only life experience can teach us about the immutable power of our God and the immovability of his word anchored in you. So in closing, I just wanna turn for a second to Psalm 55 through 57. Keep hope in heaven for anyone who may be going through a trial, a tribulation, dealing with a temptation, a weakness. Be assured with your hope in heaven, your rescue, your restoration, your relief, and your release. They are coming down from heaven to you. Hold fast to your confession of faith. One who was subject to much persecution, betrayal, adversity, and and put in instances where he needed rescue, restoration, relief, and release, is the Lord's servant, David. In Psalm 55, David says, listen to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. I am restless and distraught in my complaint and must moan. And I am distracted at the noise of the enemy because of the oppression and threats of the wicked. For they would cast trouble upon me, and in wrath they persecute me. My heart is grievously pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling have come upon me, horror and fright have overwhelmed me. And I say, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Yes. I would wander far away. I would lodge in the wilderness, Selah. I would listen to escape. I would hasten to escape and to find a shelter from the stormy wind and tempest. Destroy their schemes, O Lord, confuse their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about on its walls. Iniquity and mischief are in their its midst. Violence and roaring are within it. Fraud and guile do not depart from its streets and marketplaces. For it is not an enemy who reproaches and taunts me. Then I might bear it. Nor is it one who has hated me, who insolently vaunts himself against me. Then I might hide from him. But it was you, a man, my equal, my companion, and my familiar friend. We had sweet fellowship together and used to walk to the house of God in company. Let desolations and death come suddenly upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, the place of the dead. For evils are in their habitations, in their hearts, and in their innermost part. As for me, I will call upon the God. I will call upon God and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I utter my complaint and moan and sigh and he will hear my voice. He has redeemed my life in peace from the battle that was against me so that none came near me. For they were many who strove with me. God will hear and humble them. Even he who abides of old Selah. Because in them there has been no change of heart and they do not fear, revere, and worship God. My companion has put forth his hands against those who were at peace with him. He has broken and profaned his agreement of friendship and loyalty. The words of his mouth were smoother than cream or butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. But you, O God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out their days, but I will trust in, lean on, and confidently rely on you. At this time in David's life, he was dealing with Saul turning against him and the instability of his friendship and brotherhood with Jonathan, Saul's son. In 56, David is now recording recording and recalling memorable thoughts when the Philistine sees him in Gath. So not only did he have an enemy from within his community, he had an enemy without. Be merciful and gracious to me, O God, for man would trample me or devour me. All the day long, the adversary oppresses me. They that lie wait for me would swallow me up or trample me all day long, for they are many who fight against me, O most high. What time I am afraid? I will have confidence in and put my trust and reliance in you. By the help of God, I will praise his word. On God, I lean, rely, and confidently put my trust. I will not fear. What can man who is flesh do to me? All day long, they twist my words and trouble my affairs. All their thoughts are against me for evil and my hurt. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They watch my steps, even as they have expectantly waited for my life. They think to escape with iniquity. And shall they? In your indignation, bring down the peoples, oh God. You number and record my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? This shall my enemies turn back in the day that I cry out. This I know, for God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust and confident reliance. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Your vows are upon me, O God. I will render praise to you and give you thank offerings. For you have delivered my life from death, yes, and my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life and of the living. David constantly had to encourage himself. And he encouraged himself with remembrance of the words that the Lord had delivered upon him. In 57, David records his memorable thoughts when he fled from Saul into the cave. Be merciful and gracious to me, O God. Be merciful and gracious to me. For my soul takes refuge and finds shelter and confidence in you. Yes, in the shadow of your wings will I take refuge and be confident until calamities and destructive storms are passed by. I will cry to God most high, who performs on my behalf and rewards me, who brings to pass his purposes for me and surely completes them. He will send from heaven and save me from the slanders and reproaches of him who would trample me down or swallow me up. And he will put him to shame, Selah. God will send forth his mercy and loving kindness and his truth and faithfulness. My life is among lions. I must lie among those who are aflame. The sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, their tongues sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My very life was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way. Into the midst of it, they themselves have fallen. Selah my heart is fixed O oh God my heart is steadfast and confident I will sing and make melody awake my glory my inner self awake harp and lyre I will awake right early I will awaken the dawn I will praise and give thanks to you O oh Lord among the peoples I will sing praises to you among the nations For your mercy and loving kindness are great, reaching to the heavens, and your truth and faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Keep tarrying. be persistent and consistent, touching the hem of his garment. Your faith moves God And his power. God will come through. And it'll all be. With what God said. Sometimes you're positioned in bleak looking circumstances. Because he has already planned. An adventurous majestic life full of wonder. For your escape in your testimony. For we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, Revelations 12, 11. So Father, in the name of the son Jesus, we thank you that we were able to come together again. You say where two or three is gathered in your midst, where two or three are gathered, you are there in their midst. Father, we thank you that we have learned today how to pray your word, how to to safely ride out the storm when we are anchored in prayer. Even when we are in the safe harbors, our spiritual vessel, these ships that you have created, when we're anchored in prayer, we will not drift, hit anything, become hurt or sink. We will drop our anchors in prayer and keep to your word. We will anchor ourselves in prayer so that we may hear your instruction to endure and be encouraged. Let us begin to see the storms of our life as opportunities to experience you and your faithfulness, abounding in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us become submitted and dependent, trusting in you, O oh God. We will be children settled in the rest of His peace and never settled in rebellion. Now on to him, who is able? with all power to keep you from stumbling into sin and bring you into his magnificent presence. Standing before him with inexpressible delight to the only lamb of God, savior of the world, our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua. To him be all the glory, all the honor, all the power and authority forever and ever and ever and ever everlasting. It is in Jesus's mighty, matchless, majestic name we pray. We thank you again for having your way, touching the minds, the hearts, opening ears and eyes to hear, see, and come to the knowledge of what thus says the Lord. It is in Jesus's name. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.